0: Well, 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 what is up, my friend? Way too much, apparently. Oh my goodness, you're ready to go? Yeah.
1: What is up guys? Welcome to another edition of On the Volley with Derby and Matt. Now, Matt, we we have an incredible amount of stuff to get to. I mean first of all, Merry Christmas. I hope your Christmas was fantastic and You know, I I really feel like I said we have so much to get to. So, I want to do this a little bit in reverse order than we normally would because we literally have a game starting in like 10 minutes if it hasn't started already. So, why don't we go to predictions right
0: away and then we'll work our way backwards. Okay. And later on, we will get into... Um, a Christmas present of sorts for you and a team you follow.
1: Well, I mean, again, we'll get into that later. I don't, I don't know, I don't know if you consider that to be a
0: Christmas present or a lump of coal at this point. Well, it's but, it's funny. It it's funny. I, I I'm going into this episode. I actually have a question for you that you can answer later. Okay. If you wanna start, if you wanna start thinking about it now, you can. Okay. So it being the holiday season, my question is, if you could take one person from any other team and put them on the Milwaukee wave, who would it be and why? I want you to think about it.
1: Okay. I I will do that. I will do that. Okay. I already have an answer but I'll give it to you later I didn't know. Okay. All
0: right. I have my answer and it may surprise you. Okay. So this game is actually starting in two minutes. So Yeah, um,
1: Mesquite versus Dallas.
0: Right, the Boxing Day match at the Allen Event Center. Um and we can you know what we can kinda do is kinda go over what they did last week. I can kind of give, like, the the scores from last week. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So, Dallas last week, they ended up beating, well, each team played Kansas City. Correct. Um, Mesquite lost a heartbreaker in the final, I believe it was, like, final 50 seconds. Um, Yeah. They lost to Kansas City. Kansas City scored with 20 seconds left. Yep. And then in Dallas the next night, I mean, we both kind of expected this, um, but they fell flat. Um, Kansas City fell flat, and Dallas took advantage of that, winning five to two.
1: I don't know um, if I could. I don't know if I could necessarily say I expected it as much as I kind of did, and I kind of didn't. I expected it because, you know. The fact of the matter was that Kansas City was just getting done playing a very physical game against Mesquite. So, you know, I wasn't I wasn't optimistic going into it that that Dallas was going to win, but I was optimistic for them in the sense that Kansas City just got done playing a really physical game, so. They did have a good chance to win, and ultimately they did. And so, yeah, it was a great game to watch. Credit to Dallas for putting together the game that they did. I think it was probably the most
0: complete game they played all season. Yeah, and they they got it done. So yeah, and I yeah. mean they had um, the return of Cameron Brown, one of their prolific yeah. goal scorers, but. They didn't have Freddie Mujin due to an injury in that game. I don't know if he's playing tonight. Um, But with that being said, who do you have in this game?
1: Uh, you know, I, I, I'm i definitely on the Mesquite bandwagon. I'm going to stick with them just because they've had a chance to rest. I don't think Dallas is as good as Mesquite. I think Mesquite is easily going to win this game. I, I think it's at least a two or three-goal game. I think Mesquite gets the W.
0: I agree with you. I, I think Mesquite um, will be um, victorious in this one. I, I think it's going to be around a two-goal game as well. Um, I think it's going to be a great matchup of goaltenders. Um, you've got Juan Gamboa on one side, and you've got uh, Eduardo Cortez on the other side. Both are great goalkeepers, so I would imagine this is going to be a lower-scoring game, but um, you've got a lot of the guys from (laughs) Mesquite played on Dallas last season.
1: Right, and that's, you know, they know how to play in that arena, and I think that's going to give Mesquite an advantage as well. And I think that, too, obviously he knows Dallas pretty well because he, he played there, so Right, right. You know, um yeah, like you said, it's gonna be an entertaining game. I think you know, unfortunately for
0: Minsky I thought they should have probably beaten Kansas City, but you know Well it, they did have I think they had a lead going into the fourth quarter. They and, did. and Kansas City came back. Yeah, they
1: Kansas City came back, so credit to them, you know um, that second game, I kind of thought that, you know, Kansas City looked really tired just because they probably were. They, they just did not seem like they were in sync. And then, let's not forget that be picked up an injury in this game as well. So, I don't know if it's a, a significant injury. From what I've heard, it's not, but I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, that, it'd be sad to see that. I mean, he just got back from suspension and then possibly having to sit out with an injury. I mean, yeah. that. I mean, going forward, I mean, he played great this weekend. Um, credit yeah. to him. Um,
1: and you know what? Talking about good goalkeeping tandems. What a goalkeeper tandem they have in Kansas City. It's that goalkeeping tandem I think is probably one of the most underrated tandems in the league, assuming that Hammersky is still going to get playing time, which I think he is.
0: Yeah, um, I would imagine, I, I would imagine we'll see him again. Um, from a fantasy perspective, I was kind of hoping he would play both games, but he ended up playing neither one. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, that affected
0: was... that affected fantasy this week. That's my. First yeah. One.
1: I I I felt really bad for you to be honest because I think if he would have played, you would have beat me.
0: Yeah. Yep, it would have it would have been a little different this week, but Oh yeah. well, we move on. Hey, that's uh, the way that's the way it goes, right? Yep. So, uh, we've got two games on Friday. Um, we've got Harrisburg going back to Rochester to play the Lancers.
1: <sighs> you know, here's the thing.
0: I'll, I'll be honest with you.
1: I'm I'm still not so on Rochester. And until they give me a reason to be sold on uh, them, I'm not going to pick them. So, I'll take Harrisburg. Okay.
0: I'm also going to take Harrisburg, but I think it is going to be closer than all of the games that they've had up I'm until now. Sure. I, I so, hope so. I really hope so. Yeah, the last time these two teams met, it was 8-4. to four. I think I think Harrisburg is looking towards that next game the next night against Utica Yeah. Yeah. so I think you're going to see them play a little more conservative kind of like how they played against Utica the last time
1: yeah when they had to play Utica and then I believe didn't they play Baltimore the next day
0: no they played Baltimore or no they played Rochester in Harrisburg the night before
1: yeah, yeah, and then they can be unicorn. Right. Yeah, well, and so yeah, I, I agree with you. I think if I'm Harrisburg, I, I'm looking more into the game the next day because, let's face it, that has more significance than probably the Rochester game. No disrespect to Rochester, I mean, every game comes, we all know that, but at the end of the day, you have to look at it as, who am I going to probably, not probably, but possibly end up seeing in the playoffs, and if you're looking at the two teams, obviously you would say Harrisburg has a better chance to see you in the playoffs than so. I do agree with you. I think they'll take it a little easier going, knowing full well that they have to play Utica the next day, but I'm still going to take Harrisburg in that game against Rochester.
0: As am I, um, for that for that same reason. Um, so the next game, uh, we've got a Eastern versus Western Conference matchup where Tacoma travels to St. Louis to face the ambush.
1: Yeah, uh you know, here's the thing. I I was watching that game against San Diego when Tacoma played San Diego and we'll talk about that more as the show goes on. But I'll be honest with you, if if you if you look at that first half, they have fourteen block shots in the first half against the San Diego team that don't to score goals. And so if you take that against St. Louis plus the fact that they should be getting Adam Westback plus Nick Pereira you gotta take Tacoma in this game I would think at least that's what I'm going you're going to do but I will take Tacoma
0: well we're 3 for 3 um, I'm taking Tacoma as well um, I mean yeah Tacoma had their chances against San Diego last week which was it was a great game. And if it wasn't for like the first six minutes of the third quarter, yeah. we probably would be talking about Tacoma winning in San Diego again. Well,
1: well, and here's the thing about it it was like a tale of two teams coming out of that break because I believe San Diego went on a five and 0 run, five five to nothing run starting that third quarter. So, and let's not forget that slob had a head trick in
0: that game, too. So Never, I mean, never heard of the guy.
1: Yeah, no, I know. He's, it's this new guy.
0: Oh, it's a new guy. Okay. I'll have to start following him.
1: Yeah, he, he's pretty
0: good. You might want to check him out. All right. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, they, they played really well. Tacoma played really well against both Ontario and San Diego. I mean, unfortunately, they, they ran into two ridiculously amazing offenses.
1: Yeah, exactly. That, and, that.
0: and But that's, St. Louis is not an Ontario or a San Diego. No. So, I mean, I just see Tacoma coming out and winning this game by free. And here's the question, here's the thing as far
1: as St. Louis, that I look at, if yeah. If they go against Tacoma, and they're able to get a lead against Tacoma, are they going to be able to keep that lead? Because, statistically, that's been the downfall of the Savior's ambush, where they get the lead, but they're not able to keep the lead for four quarters. So, I mean, and that would be my question for Every St. Louis fan out there. Okay, listen, are are we going to be able to put a complete game together? Yes, we won our last game. That was probably the first time all year that they put a complete performance together. So, I don't know. I, I just don't see them being able to stack up against Tacoma. Tacoma... Even though they lost against San Diego, like you said, they played really well against Ontario. They played really well against San Diego. Unfortunately, the wheels came off in both games. But here's the other thing we have to look at. Is St. Louis going to be able to get past Danny Walton? It's not an easy thing to do. I don't see Save the scoring
0: more than three or four goals
1: in this game. Is that?
0: Yeah. And I mean, you got to look on the flip side. Tacoma's going to have to get it past Paulo Nascimento. And I mean, he was an all MASL team honorable mention last year. Right. Um, had one of the highest save percentages in the league. So, I mean, I, I think a key for Tacoma to win is you've got to yeah. see these role players. Like, uh, Mike Ramos and yeah. <laughs> Adam West and 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 all of these guys, Alex Megson. I mean, um, well, they, I, they've I, gotta I, they've gotta be able to put shots on Paulo. And I think, I think you'll see that.
1: Oh, um, I, I, do you, I, I I just
0: think I think, you know, I think got more offensive presence than St. Louis. No,
1: I I absolutely agree with that, but I also think that at some point. Tacoma needs to be able to take the pressure off of Nick Pereira because I don't care how good you are, teams are starting to figure out that you rely on Nick for 95% of your offense. And so I think going forward, that's what Tacoma needs to do. They need to really take the pressure off of him. Nick and, you know, that way Nick is good to go when it comes time to, okay, are we going to make the playoffs? Are we not going to make the playoffs? Because I think if they make the playoffs, Nick is going to have to probably carry them
0: through the playoffs. So... Right.
1: So, yeah. Absolutely.
0: I agree with you on that one. So, we're both picking Tacoma. Okay. Yep. So... The next game, um, next five, six games. So there's a big, big slot of games on Saturday, and the first one is going to be the game of the week. You and I are going to agree on this. It's going to be Florida versus Milwaukee in Florida.
1: <sighs> you know, I, I, I have to say, I don't think we're going to agree on this. Um, you know. <sighs> This is a hard one for me because I love Milwaukee. And my brain says look how well all teams have been playing. I mean, you take away the one loss that was actually to Florida. And Milwaukee would be undefeated as well. So I think that if Milwaukee plays well, they will get the win. I'm going to take Milwaukee, but I can see it going the other way just as easy. I I don't think if Milwaukee wins, it's only going to be by one. It's, it's not going to be by a lot of goals. And same thing if Florida wins. If Florida wins, I think it's a one or two goal game as well.
0: Okay. Well, you're right. We disagree on this game. Um, I I kind of... I'm taking Florida, and here's why. We saw, I think, and and it's weird for me to say this, I don't think Florida's 5-4 victory against Milwaukee was as impressive as their 7-2 win over Baltimore last week. No, I
1: completely agree. And, you know, here's the thing. I I said this when we talked about the 5-4 game against Milwaukee at home. The only reason I think that Milwaukee did not win that game was because they didn't do anything in overtime. When they had the chance to possess the ball, when they had the chance to really put the game away, even when they were up 4-3, to it didn't feel like they were going to win that game. So... I agree with you. I, I I think that the fact that Florida was able to go against Baltimore and basically make them look silly is more impressive than going into
0: Milwaukee and getting an overtime victory. Right. I mean, both both teams are coming into this pretty hot. I mean, last oh, week, oh yeah, Milwaukee dismantled Orlando ten to two, and Florida dismantled Baltimore. We'll get into the whole Baltimore debacle later on. But, (laughs) I I mean, this game is in Florida. And I I just see, I think a key for Milwaukee is, and, and Florida's been doing this a lot lately. They have been able to put guys in the box, passes off the walls, and they're just being bounced at the right angle. And they're going to, like, open people. So sure. if, if Milwaukee is to win this game, I think they need to man, play play defense in the box, and get those people on the back door and avoid Florida from from kicking it off the wall and, and having it. Yeah. Well, be like here, it's here's
1: here's the question, and we'll get into this more later because it's going to be a topic of conversation. Are we going to see Derek in the lineup for Milwaukee? I'm going to say yes. I agree. I I think Gimliano is going to have him play because I think Gimliano knows what he can bring to the table, both offensively and defensively. And quite frankly, I never thought these words would ever come out of my mouth, ever. But defensively going up against a Florida team that is undefeated, that is scoring goals fairly easily right now, we need Derek defensively. And so, um, you know, here's the thing. I, I think if Milwaukee plays the game that they're capable of playing, if they possess the ball, if they kind of wall Florida to sleep like they're able to do with any team in this league, I think they win the game. But if they let Florida do what Florida does with the quick offense, with putting passes together, with you know making good runs off of the ball, then I think
0: Florida wins this game. Um, Okay, so part two of your question. Do you think they're going to start Mario Alvarez? I don't know if you saw, but Milwaukee has signed Mario Alvarez from Florida.
1: I mean, at this point, if I'm definitely on 11 I know how big this game is. I know that this is a game that they need to win. I know this is a game that... If I'm the head coach or if I'm the assistant coach in Marcelo Fontana, you know, they know how big this game is. They know that, you know, right now, the only way to get ahead of Florida is to beat Florida because Florida is number one in the Eastern Conference. They haven't lost a game. The only way to take first place is by beating Florida. And quite frankly, you need to know that you're able to beat Florida, especially if you see them going into the playoffs. So yeah, I I do think they'll play Mario. I do think they'll play Derek. I think Rafa Diaz is going to have to play out of his mind if if the Wave has any chance of winning this game. He's had a terrific season, and I think that needs to
0: continue. If Florida is going to lose to Milwaukee. Yeah, I think I think a big factor in this game is is gonna be that defense of Milwaukee. Chad Vandergriff, I, I think is gonna be the X factor. If he can if he can shut down Ricardo Carvalho or Gordy Gerson or whoever's yeah. in that box, Milwaukee's gonna come out on top. But I, I think Florida's just peaking right now. I think I think we're seeing something special in Florida. As of right now. um, So, I
1: mean, we we disagree on this game. Well, I mean, here's the other thing, too. Where is Andre Hayden? You know, because if we get Andre back, that would help us immensely, too. The guy is... You know what Andre Hayden looks like. The guy is ginormous. He's like a tree. So, if Milwaukee can... That would be helpful as well.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, Okay, so the next game is Harrisburg traveling to Utica to face Utica City on a Saturday night.
1: You know, this one's hard for me because I've seen what Harrisburg is capable of doing against Utica. It was a 4-3 game last time they met in Utica, Utica deserved to win the game, they won the game, but the fact that Harrisburg played the night before and they were able to go into Utica and hold Utica to a one goal victory says a lot about the team that they have in Harrisburg. Now, if you're going to ask me who's going to win, there's a reason why Utica is number one in. I'm sorry, number two in the Eastern Conference. And so I'm going to take Utica, but again, it, it's going to be a really close game, I
0: think. Okay. I Of course, I'm going to agree with you. I, I'm going to say Utica's going to win. But I'm going to say it's going to be a lot more lopsided than you think. Um, I mean, yeah, Utica or Harrisburg played the night before fine Um, I think their strategy is going to be the same as last time where they're going to just kind of play conservative, play five back right Utica Utica didn't play last week so Utica's got fresh legs and they've got um, I'm pretty sure Moises Gonzalez is going to be back, he was hurt in the game against Baltimore a couple weeks ago yep You've got you've got guys returning from injury. I'm not sure about uh, Diego Zuniga, what his status is right now. Um, but if he plays, that's another layer of of firepower you've got to deal with. Right, um, right. So I, I mean, there's so many different reasons why Utica is going to win this, um, and and the fact Utica's always had Harrisburg's number. I I just I I think. That's
1: going to give the edge to Utica in that one. I mean, it's going to be a fun game to watch. I, I, I disagree. <clears throat> Pardon me. I disagree with you in the fact that it's going to be lopsided. I, I think a lot of people underestimate the Harrisburg team, including myself, because when we did the pre the, the season preview, I, I didn't think Harrisburg was going to be. Anywhere near as good as they have been this season so far. But again, we have said this phrase a lot since the beginning of this season. Who have they really played? Right? I mean
0: Well, uh, if you look at if you look at their record, going into Saturday, they could be four and one, okay? Correct. Okay, so The record of the teams that they've beaten is 0-4, or 0-5, 0-5, 0-5. They're 0-20, because all they've done is beat Rochester.
1: Right, and that's my point. Who have you played? Not really anybody. But that being said, you have to win the games that you're supposed to win. And that's what they've done so far this season. And I'll be honest with you, if for some reason, we, we both agree that it's not going to happen, but if for some reason that Harris, Harrisburg is able to come away with this win, that's a statement win for
0: Harrisburg right
1: there.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it, it in the grand scheme of things, I mean, I mentioned this uh, yesterday. It was Christmas Eve. I did my podcast with Hannah. And I I think it's going to come down to Harrisburg and Baltimore for that fourth playoff spot. So, if yeah, you're supposed to win the games. You're you're favored to win. So, yeah, you're supposed to beat the Rochesters and the St. Louis's. Right. But you're also going to have to throw in a couple wins against... Playoff caliber teams like the Uticas and and the Floridas and the Milwaukee's. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, so I mean, for if if Harrisburg were to win this, absolutely, it's going to be a momentum builder, a confidence booster, and it's going to help them in the long run.
1: And I mean, if we're going to be honest, we we've seen that Harrisburg is capable of winning playoff games games against playoff caliber teams because they did it last year against Milwaukee. So...
0: Well, Harrisburg did beat all three of them. They beat well, Milwaukee, right. Baltimore, and Utica. Right. Um, that, that's
1: what I'm saying. We, yeah. we we know that they're capable of doing it.
0: Yeah, and, and I, I don't, don't know if Harrisburg is playing Rochester again this season because I, that's, four, that's four games. So... I mean, four games you're supposed to win, you you won. Your schedule is going to get a little tougher.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't get any easier for the Heat, and really, the games after the games after they play Rochester is really going to tell us who this team is and what they're capable of accomplishing. Because if, like you said, if they're able to sprinkle in. Some wins against teams that are championship of caliber
0: teams. Maybe we're talking about Harrisburg at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, you, you're, you're going to have to look at it. They play Utica three more times. They'll play Baltimore four times. They'll have Milwaukee a few times. They'll have San Diego once. I mean, that's a home game. But, I mean, you're still playing the soccers. So, yeah, I mean... Harris... We'll learn more about Harrisburg over the next few
1: weeks. Now, here's my question for you about Harrisburg. If you had to say right now, do you think... And I'm not talking about paper. I'm talking about performance. And take away the record of 3-1 and one because most of their wins, well... Actually, all of their wins have been against Rochester. But do you think Harrisburg is a better team
0: than the Baltimore Blast right now? No. 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 Um, I mean, they're, they're good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Dominic Francis has put up 10 goals in four games, and he just signed a five-year contract, which is great. He, they still don't have Tavoy Morgan. He's still hurt. You've brought in... Elton Oliveira from Baltimore. You've brought in Jerger Gibson from St. Louis. So you, you've brought in pieces to help. But right, right now, there's still the Baltimore Blast. Now, I don't know what Baltimore Blast's identity is right now. And I don't think they know either. See, no, I disagree with you. If
1: I had to say who's the better team right now, I think Curtis Briggins, but why the better team. Because think about it. In the last two games that Baltimore has played, Baltimore has scored, I believe, six goals. It's
0: six, six goals, goals yeah. There.
1: And they've given up, let's see, they've given up Twelve. 12 goals. That is not a Baltimore Blast team. That That is by far not a Baltimore Blast team. And we talked about this when the this losing streak first started. We said, okay, you lost against Utica in overtime. Okay, I guess I can kind of see that because it's Utica. They always play games close. But I said on MAS All Off the Wall, I said you're going to be fine. Now, if you lose against Orlando, then you're in trouble. Well, they lost against Florida. They got decimated against Florida. 72. And, you know, going into that game, I looked at it like, look, Florida Florida is as good as advertised. So I wasn't surprised there. But then when you called me that day and said, hey, guess what? Baltimore just lost to Orlando. I was almost on the floor because that surprised me, and we'll get into that a little more. But if I had to say right now whether or not Harrisburg was a better team than Baltimore, on paper Baltimore is the better team. On the field, Harrisburg is the better team.
0: Yeah, uh, see, I'm I'm gonna disagree with you. Here's why, and I'll make it quick because I know we're gonna talk about it later. As of right now, Baltimore is one and two against Utica. Okay? Yep. Harrisburg is 0 and 1. So, I mean, in going up against playoff teams, quote unquote, Baltimore does have a better record. Well, by, they, won, they won at CQ Arena and the there's only two teams that have won at CQ Arena before. Milwaukee and Utica.
1: Well, and after, like I said, we'll get into this more. But there is one huge point that I want to make. But I'll, I'll, I'll save that for later.
0: Okay. So we can go on to the next. Okay. So we both pick Utica. So the next game is Tacoma traveling to Kansas City to face the Comets.
1: <laughs> um...
0: You know, here's the thing.
1: You look at Kansas City who pulled off the thriller against the and then went to Dallas and didn't play well after playing the night before. I I still think that Kansas City is the better team, and so I'm going to take Kansas City. But I'm going to say this: if and I said this in the first game with Tacoma, if Tacoma is able to block shots the way that they did against San Diego, I I think they can
0: beat Kansas City. Well, you agreed with Hannah. Hannah picked Kansas City as well. I, on the other hand, I went with Tacoma. I... I mean, I still think with the amount of talent Tacoma has, I, I know that they have to, to travel to Kansas City and, and play the next night. And usually on a on the other end of a back-to-back, the teams don't do as well. Right. But I, I, still, I still think Tacoma has a lot of momentum. Now, granted, they lost both their games last week, but I think they have a lot of momentum going into this week. Yeah. And I think this road trip is going to be really, really important to them. And I think this will help their playoff
1: push. But again, look at who they're playing the night before. I think that makes a huge difference. Because we know that's going to be a physical game, right? So... And we also know that Kansas City is a very physical team. So if they're playing the night before, which I'm sorry, my memory is complete crap,
0: I guess, because I don't remember who they're playing the night before, but
1: um, who it? Please refresh my memory.
0: It's Tacoma and St. Louis.
1: Right. Well, the thing is, St. Louis could be a very physical team. I mean... Do I think they're going to beat St. Louis? Absolutely. But, that being said, we know that St. Louis can be a very physical team. It's going to be a physical game, and we know that Kansas City plays very physical. They're probably one of the most physical teams in the league that we have. So, do I think Tacoma is going to win the game against Kansas City no do I think they have the opportunity to win the game absolutely
0: yeah I I just I, I think it boils down to the, the big question is how will Kansas City respond after losing that game in Dallas and I, I think I think we're gonna see the answer to that in the first quarter of this game. If Kansas City comes out guns a blazing, puts up a two or three goal lead against Tacoma, then Kansas City's got this one in the back. Right. But yeah. if they come out and they are kind of slow, kind of flat, and they leave Tacoma room to to win, I, I think Tacoma's going to end up being well, but ending, ending up winning.
1: Here's here's my question to you. Okay, yeah. Kansas City lost the game in Dallas. Okay, take away that they played the night before. If Kansas City gets gets rest before they have to play Dallas, do you think that it's a different game or do you think Dallas
0: still wins the game? That's a tough one. I mean Dallas played Dallas played smart. I, I think I'm, if you're gonna, if if I'm gonna answer this question, I'm gonna say, honestly, yeah, I think Kansas City would come out on top.
1: Yeah, I do too. I think you look at that game against Dallas, and listen, the line is like not taking anything away from what Dallas accomplished. It was a great win. For them, but on the flip side of it, you also have to look at it as Kansas City made a lot of uncharacteristic mistakes, and I think a lot of those mistakes had to do with the fact that they played a very, very, very physical game against the Outlaws the night before.
0: Yep. Yep, I, I I agree with you. So I mean, like I said, we'll see we'll see how Kansas City responds um, in this one. All right. So Saturday night we've got Rochester with another home game. This time against Baltimore. I, I I'm not going to pick Rochester.
1: I'm going to pick Baltimore. But I will say this. If I was to tell you how impressed I was with Baltimore, one out of ten right now, it'd probably be a three or a four at the most. So, do I think that it's going to be a close game? No. Do I think that this could be a game that Rochester could prove that they're on the way up? Possibly. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a win but if I'm Rochester and I can hold the blast to I don't know maybe a two or three goal win I'm happy with that
0: oh yeah I mean absolutely um, one of the other guys that does predictions um, Alec Alec Marshke, um, he actually has Baltimore on upset alert and I think that's kind of interesting um, and he's he's a blast fan himself, so it, it's kind of interesting to see. Uh, people are are kind of like wondering what's going on with Baltimore, and and I'm one of those people. But yeah. at the same time, this is still the Baltimore Blast,
1: and you know that's
0: one of the topics that I really want to dive into a little bit
1: more after we do our picks. But honestly. To me, there's got to be something going on within the organization that we just don't know what it is because this is this is very, very unlike any Baltimore Blast team that we've ever seen. And I think the perplexing thing about this particular Baltimore Blast team is you look at the roster, it's not very different from last season.
0: It's not very different from like four years ago. Exactly.
1: So so the question does become what's going on within the organization that we're looking at a three-game losing streak.
0: Yeah, it's it's something we'll we'll dive into later, but I mean like I said, it's it's still the blast and they need to start winning these games. I mean they were supposed to win against Orlando and they didn't. Uh, right. They they should have had a, a decent game against Florida. They didn't. So, it, yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens in this game, but I, I still think Baltimore pulls out the victory.
1: Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly.
0: Alright, so the next game is Dallas versus Monterey in Dallas.
1: You know, here's the interesting thing about this. Last time that Dallas and Monterey played, it was a reasonably close game from what the game before that was. You were not looking at a 14-2 to scoreline the last time that they played. And I think you're going to see the same thing. I think you're going to see Monterey
0: win, but it's only going to be by like two or three goals. I agree. I mean, yeah, they Dallas played great for the the first three quarters of that game, but then they I, I don't know what happened, but they fell sure. fell flat in that fourth quarter, and Monterey pulled away. Um, yeah, winning ten to six. Um, I went Monterey as well. Um, I mean, Dallas plays a couple nights before. Monterey didn't play last week, right. so. I think Monterey is going to be well-rested.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting about Dallas because in my mind, Dallas is one of those teams that you look at and say, you know, if the the team could just fix a couple things here and there, this could be a really, really good team in that Western Conference.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, once, I, I think once we see Cameron Brown, Freddie Mugin, uh, Arthur Evo, like these, these players like form, like gel. I, I think you're going to see an improved Dallas team yeah. in 2020. Um, but right now, I mean, you're, you're playing the Monterey flash who is undefeated right now. Yeah. I mean, they've only played Sonora and Dallas and Mesquite once. So that's why they're five and oh. Right. Um, so this is this is kinda of similar to like Harrisburg. You oh can yeah. You kinda put Harrisburg and Monterey in the same boat. I mean Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you have a lot of wins, but who have you played? Oh that exactly. Yeah.
1: I mean I I completely agree with you. I think Monterey is probably my top four in the league, but it does come down to who have you played and you know, I'm not saying that Monterey can't beat the good teams because I think they will beat a lot of the good teams, but as far as being undefeated right now, it, it's kind of like that Shania Twain song. That don't impress me much it, because it doesn't. It, it, wow, look at you
0: throwing out Shania Twain references. Yeah,
1: you know, hey, I got to come. I,
0: yeah, I got to All come. right. Look at you go. All right, yeah, I see it. Um yeah, I mean, you and I are picking Monterey in this one. Uh, it's yeah, Monterey hasn't really I mean, yeah, they've they've won against Sonora and Dallas a couple times in Mesquite. So, their their schedule's going to get tougher and we'll oh, yeah. see like Harrisburg what they're made of uh over the next few weeks when they have like the likes of San Diego and Ontario and, and Tacoma. Um, so, speaking of Ontario, um, Ontario that. is hosting the Solace de Sonora uh, for the final game on Saturday.
1: What a turnaround by Ontario. Let me just say that.
0: Yeah. I mean, Frank Frank Tayu, um came to play. I mean, 10... 10 goals, 11 points altogether. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, he won player of the week, obviously. I mean, if you score 10 goals over two games, yeah, you're going to win it. Yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah. So,
1: yeah. Um, you know, in this game, I'm taking Ontario. Oh yeah. with, with as hot as they've been over the last two games, I think we're starting to see the... Ontario team that we all thought they were going to be and I think you're starting to see a very very confident Frank ty who once he gets his confidence up as we all saw this past weekend he's a hard man to stop and so I I just think that it's, it's going to be a pretty Lopsided game for Ontario. Um, yeah, I got to take Ontario here.
0: Yep, I agree. I'm going to take Ontario as well. Um, I mean, yeah, Frank Ty is on a whole nother level right now. Um, throw in Justin Stinson and Mike Hande Abreu and, oh, that guy, Jermaine Jones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, guy. I mean, that's quite the combo. And then you've got Izzy C saying you've got Chris Toth in the back. I mean, that's. You saw, I think in the in the game against Turlock, you saw what the defense could be. They limited Turlock to three goals. Right. Um, and, which, which leads me to a quick question. Well, I, I have a question for you about Turlock. Mine is also about Turlock.
1: All right, so do you want to go first or do you want me to go?
0: go you go ahead and we'll see if our questions are the same.
1: My question to you is: After after Turlock goes to Owen to in in the road trip, or not road trip, but in their their last two games, is this kind of a falling back to earth type of thing for Turlock, or is it just all right? We lost a couple games because, again, we're, we're looking at a team that had they win. Two and oh, I believe the record would have been what five and one going into. The yep, center. it would have been it would have been five and one. Right. So so instead now we're looking at a team that's a five hundred team. So my that's my question. Are, are we are we finally coming back to earth as Turlock supporters because. Here's the thing. If you can win games, that's great. But you have to win those marquee games. And they they just did not do
0: that this past week. Okay. So that's exactly the question I was going to ask you. Okay. So, <laughs> so, I'll answer it. If I am a Turlock fan, I'm going to still stay optimistic. Right, here's why they played San Diego really, really well. Right, they had chances to win that game, absolutely. So, they can take that away from that particular game.
1: I mean, yeah, they only lost by two. So,
0: no, they lost by one.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, they scored. Yeah, it was eight to seven something like that. Yeah, it was eight to seven. That's right. They scored right at the very end after after San Diego scored. Yeah. So um, no I do agree with you. They played so there.
0: but I think they're gonna have to do better on the road. Oh I mean yeah they they won their first game in San Diego but I mean look at how they fared against Ontario in Ontario. I mean they got they got blown up. So I, I think it's gonna boil down to how well can Turlock play on a bigger field. No, I, I agree with that. And the, kind of like kind of like Baltimore, kind of like Sonora. Like these teams that play on the small field on their field all the time, like how How well do they play in the bigger
1: field? And if you're looking at it from the perspective of most Turlock fans, if I'm a Turlock fan and I'm looking at my squad, that's that's three and three who really, like you said, they played really well both games against San Diego. They won one of the games against San Diego. And they're sitting at three and three. If I'm a Turlock supporter... And I see my team at 500 right now. I'm ecstatic. I'm absolutely ecstatic. Yeah, yeah. last week it was a bit of a setback. You went 0-2. But you didn't play terrible in those two
0: games. Yeah, I mean, in theory, they they could have beaten Tacoma as well. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you're, you could... Have an undefeated, could have had an undefeated team going into that game against Ontario. Oh,
1: absolutely. Because before that, before that, the one loss that they had was against Tacoma, and that was in overtime at home. So.
0: Exactly. So, I mean. As a Turlock fan, I'm still optimistic. Absolutely, me too. But, I mean, it, if you're to ask me, are they falling back down to earth? I'm going to say they're falling back down a little bit. I'm not going to say it's like the end of the world and here we go again. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to say that.
1: No, I, I still uh,
0: stick by my seven to eight win total. That no, I,
1: I, I agree with you. I, I think if... If you like even wants to be mentioned as a playoff contending team, they have to win against the big teams. And they didn't do that last week and they lost to San Diego. They lost to Tacoma, who are both playoff caliber teams. So you know, I, I don't think they're falling back to Earth at like a plummeting speed but I think you know we're kind of getting back to okay this is a team
0: that is good but they're not great right so we're both taking Ontario in this one absolutely Uh, let's see so two Sunday games Uh, we've got Utica
1: facing Baltimore in Utica. I've got to take Utica, man. I mean, with the way that Baltimore is playing, to say that I'm not impressed with them is a complete understatement. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Baltimore. Like I said, we'll get into that a little bit later. But I'm taking Utica. And I at this point I just think Utica is by far the better team. So Utica for So me.
0: okay, so if we if our predictions are correct, Baltimore ends 2019 one with a three and five record.
1: Yeah.
0: How crazy is that?
1: Well, I mean you gotta figure they're on a 3 game losing streak right now. Granted, that losing streak should come to an end against Rochester, but who knows? You know, I mean, now here's the thing. If somehow you lose to Rochester, then I start saying, okay, the wheels are off. We're in complete panic mode. And I, I, I don't know what happens from there on out.
0: Yeah, it will be it'll be interesting to see what Baltimore how Baltimore responds this week. Um, but yeah, I you and I are in agreement. We're I'm gonna take Utica in this one. And I mean if if Baltimore plays the way they did last week, they have no chance. Like Utica is going to pick them apart. Oh yeah. Kind of like what Florida did.
1: I'll be honest with you, if Baltimore plays the way that they did last week against Utica, that game is over by halftime. Yep. But I like playing Devil's Advocate, so let me do that for a second. I
0: know
1: you do. Let, let's remember that one of Baltimore's wins came against the UCFs. So. I but. Mean,
0: that was a one goal game played well, okay. at their arena. Now, I the last I, time I, these two teams met, Utica won four to two. But I, I I don't think that's a fair argument though, and
1: I'll tell you why. Because okay, right now Baltimore is one and two against Utica, right? So if you look at those three games two out of three of those games, including the game in Baltimore, were one goal games. The The highest margin of victory between these two teams so far this season has been two goals. And that was a 4-2 victory for Utica in Utica. So, here's the thing. I don't think Baltimore wins that game. I think Baltimore is kind of coming apart right now, but I will say this. If Baltimore can keep it close, they have a chance to win. If they let Utica do what Utica does, this game's over by halftime.
0: Okay. So now I am going to play Devil's
1: Advocate to your Devil's Advocate. I don't think that's a thing.
0: I don't I don't think it is either, but I'm gonna defend <laughs> my reasoning. Okay. Baltimore has won two games. Right? Yeah. Yes. They're two and four. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay, so they've yeah. had they've had four games that they've lost. I wanna say, okay, what is their record on the road? Well, let's see they
1: lost to Florida. They lost to Utica. And who else did they play on the road? Orlando Orlando.
0: Florida, Orlando, Utica. They're 0-3 on the road. They're 0-3 on the road. Okay. And they got in their last game, they got well, they didn't get blown out. It was 5-4 against Orlando. But the game before that, they got blown out 7-2. to Right. So I think, I think we're going to see one of two things happen. I think it's going to be a super competitive Utica-Baltimore physical game, edge-of-your-seat matchup. Or Utica is going to have control at halftime.
1: No, I, I completely agree. And if you do the math... On the road, they've scored 16 goals in those three games, and they've given up. Let's see. Well, they lost seven to two, they lost four to two, and they lost five to four.
0: No, they they scored eight, gave up 16.
1: That's right. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's my bad. So that's a minus
0: eight differential.
1: I mean, yeah, uh, so uh,
0: it's. I'm I'm kind of guessing this one's going to be closer just because of the past between these two teams. This will be the 12th time they've played each other in the last two years. Um, And this will be the last game in the regular season for these two teams against each other. I, you
1: know, if I had to make a prediction, I, I... I have to say, I I don't I think it's gonna be a three or four goal game. I I really do. I I don't think I don't think Baltimore has what it takes to keep up with the Unico right now, especially with the form that they're in. Um, I don't again. I don't know. It's something that we'll get into in more detail after we're done with our picks and stuff. But it's just. Baltimore is not the Baltimore that we're used to seeing right now. And that, that right is, now. That's, Absolutely. That's the bottom line.
0: Yep. So the final game, we've got San Diego hosting Sonora.
1: You know, here, here's the thing about this game. I, I think San Diego wins this game. However, last time they played Sonora... It was a relatively close game until the fourth quarter. And so I don't think it's going to be a runaway game for San Diego. I think if Sonora can play reasonably well, I think they keep up with San Diego. I mean, to be honest with you, if you look at the last couple games that San Diego has played, Yes, they won their games, but they haven't been very impressive in doing so. So, I
0: think it's a close game, but I think San Diego pulls it up. I agree. Um, I think San Diego will win this, and you did mention the last time these two teams met, San Diego won. I believe it was a 6-3 to score. Um, I'm going to say this is going to be a little... A little more lopsided than you think. I mean, especially if San Diego comes out like they did in the third quarter. Um they're they're gonna they're gonna take that game over in a heartbeat if they did that. Um
1: no I agree with you. But I will say this, I think if you look at the Tacoma game that San Diego played, I think it was a case of Tacoma Coming out of halftime thinking, hey, we have a three-goal lead, we're okay. Which obviously is something you can never do against San Diego, but given the fact that in that first half they have 14 blocks, and Adam West, I'm sorry, not Adam West, Um, oh, what is his name? Oh, my goodness, I can't think of his name. Oh, was it McCluskey? Yeah, thank you, McCluskey. He had six blocks in the first half by himself. So, I think, going into that second half, Tacoma had the mindset of, if we continue to block shots the way that we ha- did in that first half, we're going to win this game. I think they got a little overconfident, having a three-goal lead a- against a team that had already lost to a team like Trilock and... I just think they got overconfident. Now, I will say this. I Again, I think San Diego wins the game, but I don't think it's going to be lopsided. I think it's going to be maybe a one-and-two goal game. I, I just don't see it, especially with the way that San Diego's defense has been struggling to keep the ball out of the
0: net. I just I don't see it being a runaway game. Yeah, and that's something San Diego has to work on. Uh, they got to fine-tune things to co- uh, a little bit defensively. But we've seen what their offense can do. Oh, so yeah. If so, if this game turns out to be a track meet, San Diego's going to come out on top. Agreed. Yep. So, there's, there's the picks. Um, so, we disagreed on... Florida, get... Milwaukee, and Tacoma, Kansas City. And that's it.
1: We don't disagree very
0: often. No, we don't. Okay. And that's another case. I mean, yeah, two out of eight. Eight, three, six. Eight. Oh, two out of 11. So, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, I
1: mean, as we've seen... Already, this season, this league is very unpredictable.
0: Um, Absolutely.
1: So, I don't know. We we already kind of did a recap of last week. Do you still want to do that, or do you want to move on? No,
0: I mean, I, I, we, we went over everything. Um, yeah, we went over pretty much every game. I mean...
1: No, yeah, I, but... I agree with you. So, all right. We've been saying we're gonna do this for a while. Let let's let's talk about Baltimore because I, I think it's something that needs to be talked about. I I think that if I'm a if I'm a Baltimore fan, I, I'm scared right now. And everybody keeps saying, including you, well, it's Baltimore. Yes, it's Baltimore, but it's not Baltimore. And that's that's the thing. Uh, Danny Kelly is a great coach. David Baskom is a great coach. They have a great uh, roster, but for some odd reason, it's just not coming together. Now, if 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 you would have said to me that they were going to lose to the Orlando SeaWolves, I would have never believed it, ever.
0: But yet, here we are, they leave five people. So, well, it, when, I, when I called you the other day, I th- kind of felt like you were like, I don't believe you. <laughs> I,
1: I, to be honest with you, I did not believe you at all.
0: And then so I, I, I looked it up and I, I was like, holy crap,
1: he's right. Well,
0: the other, the other topic we're going to talk about, you also didn't believe me, but we'll, we'll get into that
1: later. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like having a bad dream. But anyway, yeah. anyway, we'll get we'll get into that later. Now, if if you had to if you had to pinpoint a reason why Baltimore has won three consecutive games, what do you think it is?
0: Um, well. If if I were to pinpoint something, oh? I think I think it's a lack of focus, and and I think it was I think it was pretty evident last week. Um, I mean they didn't. I watched the game against uh, Orlando. I ended up watching that game. Yeah. Um, Monday, and they just did not. They looked lost. They looked flat and it, it something something was missing. And I think it was like that focus, that fire that we, well, we know the Baltimore Blast has. But they were missing it. I mean, yeah, they I mean if that if I lost seven to two against a team, I would be pretty dejected going into the next game.
1: Well, yes, but here's here's the other thing about right. You have guys like Vinny Dantas who is a league leader in the league in gold and point. You have guys like William Benzella who people have been saying he just doesn't look like the Benzella that he used to. I I don't know if I buy into that. I think Benzella is still one of the best keepers in the league. Um, you have Pereira who is the on the league leader board in assist. So you know, if I if I'm Baltimore and I had to think about what is the problem within our organization right now, it's the fact that they're just not the last three games which have all been losses, they just have not put it all together. I don't want to say they lost. They just looked a step slower than the team that they watched. to. I, I watched that game against Orlando as well. And if you look at that game against Orlando, they were beating Baltimore to balls that they never should have been beating them to. Baltimore was making passes that were being intercepted. You know, yes, they lost the game at the very, very end. But still, you should have been able to put that game away, and you didn't. Like I said to you before, I can see losing to Utica. I can see losing to Fl- Florida. That being said, I cannot see you losing to Orlando. Uh, I, if you're in Baltimore, there's no way that you should be losing to, to Orlando. Now credit toward, to Orlando because with everything that's been going on with that organization, it's a great win. It's a win that they deserve, but it's just from a Baltimore standpoint that that's a that's crushing blow right there. It really is.
0: Yeah, I, I- like I said, I mean, look at the game in against Utica. Their their last game against Utica, they could have won that game. They should have won that game. Thank but you. a costly a costly penalty in the third quarter, it just it was their downfall. And like I don't, like I said, I I think if you're a Baltimore fan, I don't think you should pull like push the panic button. Just yet. I completely... I'm, I'm putting my hand over it, but I'm not pushing it just yet. Uh, I completely disagree with you.
1: I completely disagree with you because you've lost three in a row Randy, you're going to probably beat Rochester, but we said they were probably going to beat Orlando as well. So, I mean, listen, you lose to Rochester, you go to all in four in the last four games. you, you, you Honestly, you went from being uh, probably one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference to now you, now you put yourself in a position where you are fighting for a playoff stock.
0: Yeah, I mean, if, if, Right now, I mean, it's gonna come down, like I said, it's gonna come down to Harrisburg and Baltimore for that final playoff spot. I I don't see like I said, I don't see Orlando. I mean, because they're they're selling off players, it looks like. I mean Huffman oh, yeah. got traded, Alvarez got traded. I mean, who's next? Well uh um, you know and Saint Louis hasn't really put together a, a Four quarters of, of great soccer and they still have games like three games against Utica and they're going to have to play Milwaukee a, a few more times in um, and, and Florida and the same with Kansas City. Um, So I, I think you're, you're looking at Baltimore and Harrisburg as those two teams they're going to be duking it out.
1: Do you see any position that Baltimore does not Make the playoffs.
0: Um, besides Harrisburg having a better record, Um, no. <laughs> well, um, here, here's the thing. I, I know. I think I know where you're headed. So this is kind of like you're you're arguing that Baltimore is not going to make the playoffs, and I'm arguing that Baltimore is. So it's kind of interesting. Um, well,
1: here's my thing, right? Again, we talked about this before. You have to be able to win games you're supposed to win. And win games that, uh, quite frankly, you're not supposed to win. If you, if you were to ask me if there's any game that Baltimore I'm not supposed to win, maybe you'd come but that's about it. Let's not forget you and I are both members of MASL off the wall, and after they lost to Florida, I said, "Listen, the bl- the Blacks will be fine." I mean, look at the losses that they've suffered. All of their losses up to that point, when they lost to Florida, were to the top two teams in the Eastern Conference. So, so I could see. That. But when you lose to a team like Orlando, that that just prove right there that we are not looking at the same Baltimore Blast team that we've seen over the last three,
0: four seasons. Right. So, I, as you were as you were making your your case, I actually grabbed the schedule for Baltimore. So the next four games after Utica are as follows. Saturday, January 4th, at home against Florida.
1: That's a loss.
0: Sunday, January 19th, at home against State Sonora. That's
1: probably a win.
0: Right. Then, the following Saturday... They play San Diego in Baltimore.
1: That's probably a loss.
0: I'm gonna give them that win. I completely
1: disagree.
0: But then, I mean, after that, I mean, they play. They play Harrisburg. Their 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 next four games. Harrisburg, Rochester. Rochester, Orlando. So, I mean, if you take those seven games, I think it's seven: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So, let's say five and two. No I way! Mean, that's putting them putting them back up above five hundred.
1: Yes, but at that point, how much? How far behind are you? That's what it comes down to. Well, because, Um, because, I mean, here's the thing. You and I have both discussed this. Utica's schedule after Baltimore is pretty much a cakewalk. We don't know how Milwaukee's going to do. We don't know how Utica's going to do. We don't know how Float is going to do, but we can assume that all three of those teams are going to do reasonably well. If they do reasonably well, then you have to assume that Baltimore is going to have to scratch and claw their way up the ladder. And I just don't know if they have the strength to do that.
0: Yeah, I mean I I think I think it's going to like I said, I think it's going to boil down to Harrisburg-Baltimore. So, we just looked at the next 7 games for Baltimore after the new year. Let's take a look at Harrisburg's next 7 games. Yeah. So, after they play um uh, da, 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 they play Rochester this week and after Utica. Yep. They play, well this says I don't know if this is this is right. Maybe it is. Uh, Rochester plays Harrisburg again. Um, and then after that, they play Oh, this is all messed up, so I really don't know. Because they've got Sunday, January twelfth, Harrisburg playing Utica in Oh maybe that is right. They play Utica. Soleil state Sonora Rochester San Diego Baltimore Tacoma so Harrisburg's schedule is getting a little tougher while Baltimore's is getting a little easier right so
1: but again I think it, but again I bring it back to you don't know what we're going to do you don't know what Milwaukee's going to do but we're assuming that they're going to be reasonably okay right. so, So you take the top three teams right now in the Eastern Conference, right? You have Florida, you have Utica, and you have, I believe, Milwaukee is in third. Maybe they're in
0: fourth right now. Uh, Harrisburg's in third, Milwaukee's in fourth.
1: Right, but it's not going to stay that way. No. So really, you're looking at the top three being... Florida, Utica, Milwaukee. And it just comes down to what is Baltimore going to be able to do to make their way up? And granted, it just comes down to that fourth spot, and I understand that. However, you want to make your job as easy as possible, which means you want the higher seed rather than saying, okay, I'm fourth, I got in, because, let's be honest, if Utica or, or Milwaukee or Florida wins the Eastern Conference, who do you think the first team that they're going to
0: play is? Baltimore. If if all, I mean, if all pans out the way we think it is, yeah, absolutely, it's going to be Baltimore.
1: So if I'm Danny Kelly, I close the doors And I say to my guys, hey, listen, we know who we are. We know what we're capable of. The last three, four seasons have proved what we're capable of. And we're just not up to that standard. So I don't care what you need to do to get back to that standard, but you need to play Baltimore class soccer. And I don't care if you've been here four years, five years, if it's your first year. If if you're not going to produce, you don't need to be a part of this team. Because I think what you're seeing in Baltimore is a lot of individualized soccer. And that just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Until Baltimore can learn to play together and figure out how they were winning games before together, they're going to continue to struggle. And maybe if I'm Danny Kelly and David Escombe, it's time to spice things up a little bit in Baltimore.
0: Yeah. I mean, you look at, um, we'll, we'll rewind to the off season. Um, you saw these you saw Florida go out and get a ton of players you saw Utica go out and get a ton of players you you saw Milwaukee making a few changes and and what did Baltimore do not much they signed Victor France but he hasn't played yet
1: well oh, and that's so. the end of the thing you go out and sign a, a guy like Victor France who has proven that He's a great player and he can make a difference. And here he is not playing. So does that give Baltimore a different chemistry when he does play or does that make it worse?
0: See, so, yeah, that's that's gonna be the big question. Like, what happens when like Victor France comes back to play is he going to help the team is he going to hurt the team so i mean if you were to ask me right now which team i would rather have a baltimore blast team that's 2 and 4 or a harrisburg team that's 3 and 1 i would take the baltimore blast right now
1: i i would disagree i would take a harrisburg team because at least with Harrisburg, yeah it becomes who have you played, which, which we all know their wins a club against Rochester, but at least they look like a cohesive unit right now, which is more than I can say about the Baltimore Blast. I mean, yes it's the Baltimore Blast, yes they have talent on their team, but If you can't put it all together on the field, then it makes no difference the level of talent that you have because they have guys like Andrew Hoxie, William Benzella, uh, Vinny Dantos. You know, the list goes on and on, and here they are on a three-game losing streak. You know, Harrisburg, they got people like um, Francis, you know, Gibson. It's not these big-name players, and here they are sitting at three and one. Again, I know you're going to say, well, who have you played, to me it makes no difference to who you played. To me, it's how you look on the field, and right now we're Harrisburg looks like a better team on the field. They're putting things together. They're playing as a unit. Baltimore, on the other hand, is not doing that. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, in in every season, there's going to be some some ups and downs. And I I said this the other night. I, I would rather have a moment in the early part of the season where I'm not playing good soccer, as opposed to a patch of soccer in the towards the end of the season where I'm not playing
1: well. I agree with you, but let me ask you this. Can you give me a time when the Baltimore Blast has lost three games in a row? When's the last time the Baltimore Blast has Lost three games in a row in the season.
0: Yes, uh, you got me. You got me there. Because I'll give you I a don't, hint. I don't
1: know. I'll give you a hint. I believe it goes back to, and don't quote me on this because I don't know if I'm right. But I believe it goes back to when they were the Baltimore Spirit.
0: So, if that doesn't tell you something, I don't know what does. Well, yeah, that's been a while, so it's 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 uncharted territory for Baltimore, and and it'll be interesting to see how they respond this weekend, and and it will kind of set the tone for the rest of the season. Um, I mean, if they go one and one, which is what we're expecting, I mean, it really doesn't change much. But if they go zero and two, then right. fans then fans need to start pushing the panic button a little bit. Yep. Yeah. No, I agree. So, but if they go two and zero, if they go two and zero, they're going into twenty twenty with a four and four record. So that's that's their goal. So, we'll see if they make it. I don't think they will. So before
1: I get into my next topic, did you happen to print out our picks for fantasy NFL this week? I have mine. I had mine written down. I can go to mine for free if I don't in the broadcast
0: well why don't we just why don't we I'll post it um I'll post our our rosters um I think you and I had one person similar I think we both have Ian Bennett this week yep um. I actually I, I'm not I'll I'll post I'll post it on the MASL off the wall page. Um my coach is rather interesting this week, just to let you know.
1: <laughs> um, really?
0: Yep, and I, I'm only I, going I have, to I have, I have mine right here. Okay. So you have your list right there. Okay. I do. Okay. So how do you wanna do you wanna just Go down the list and...
1: Yeah, I mean, let's go over it real quick because there's two other big things that I want to get into. Okay, so
0: we'll just mention really quick you won this week and let's move on. Okay, go. <laughs> All right, well, that's nothing new, really. I mean... You only won by one point. And let me just shout out uh, John Brewer, the other guy that plays fantasy. He actually beat both of us this week. With his line.
1: Well, shout out to you, John. Well done, sir.
0: Yeah, it's about time someone beat Jeremy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I was getting tired of being perched on my little penstone for a while, you know. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. <laughs> all right, buddy. Who's your goalkeeper this week?
0: Uh, I went Juan Gamboa of Dallas. Um, had had quite a quite a game against Kansas City and I hope I hope he plays both games no I agree I... Because, that, because that seems to be my downfall like I'll play a goalie and they won't play at all or <laughs> they'll play one game Yeah, and yeah. it throws everything off
1: no I agree
0: I agree um
1: you know, I went with Saxby, Uh I think despite the scoreline, he played really well against um, Dallas, and I believe he played against uh, Mesquite as well. Did he not? He did. He
0: did play against yeah, Mesquite.
1: Yeah, he played reasonably well in that game, too. So, I think you're starting... I, I think if I'm Kansas City, you're going to see more of ask me that you do Hammerski, but like I said earlier in the episode, I think if I'm Kansas City, I feel
0: really, really good. You know, honestly, I don't even think Hammerski is on their active roster anymore. Really? I think I think that uh, Meissner or Missner is the, the backup now. I think Hammerski went back to M2. I, if I was reading, if I, if I read the roster correctly, but don't quote me on it.
1: Yeah, I I gotta be surprised I gotta say if that's true, I'm rather surprised because as we as people saw, Saxby is easily a number one goalkeeper somewhere in the MASL. Like if I'm I hate to say this because I love Rafa Diaz, but if I'm Milwaukee and if Hammerski is not on that roster, I go and I find him and I say, "Hey, come on over." Yep. because you know it's not that I don't trust the new signing that we made. I don't know a lot about him. I've heard good things, but if I had to choose between him and that there's not even there's not even a question whether or not I choose Hversky. That being said, maybe Hemerski made the move because he wanted to play somewhere in the M2, I don't know. But if that's the case, it's kind of surprising to me.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we differed a little bit from goalies. Um, so who you got for defense?
1: My two defenders are as follows. Marcio from the Milwaukee Wave and Jake Sindler from UCFC.
0: Solid picks, as as always. I mean, you have beat me the last few weeks, so they have to be solid. Um so I went UCFC as well. Um I went Onua Obasi. Um, I, I just think he'll have a really, really good game against, I mean, he played great against Harrisburg and Baltimore the last time, so I I don't see that changing. Um, for my other defender, I went out West. I went Uzi Tayu from Orlando or Ontario. Um, he's one of the league leaders in block shots. Um, and I think he had an assist in their last game against Turlock So I, I, I went Bossy and Tight. Are you writing these down
1: as we're saying them because that's the player that I'm going to have to change is U- Bossy because he's my flex player.
0: You don't have to change it. No,
1: I I don't mind. You changed yours last time, so
0: I'll change. Them. No, no, I I've decided. I'm throwing that out the window. We can have the same players.
1: Okay. Well then I'll keep it.
0: Yep, we can have the same players.
1: Actually, you know what? I kinda wanted to to, to be honest
0: with you. <laughs> you about? can change it when, what to whatever you want. I'm I'm not gonna say no to it. Of course, the last time I told you to keep a player, it was it was well worth it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I know. I know. Uh, no, actually, you know what? I, I'm going to change it to Vincent Mccluskey. Okay.
0: All right. So I will change that. I I wrote it down. I will change it tomorrow.
1: He's my flex player, though. Okay. So who do you have as your midfield player?
0: Okay, I mean he's he's been on a roll the last four games, scoring ten okay. goals. We've had we've mentioned him already. I went Dominic Francis from Harrisburg.
1: Yeah, I mean, I
0: I could never argue with that pig ever. I mean
1: he he is absolutely on a tear right now, and it, it's been such a blessing for Harrisburg because you know you take him out of the equation and I don't think we're talking about a three-and-one in
0: yeah. Well, I mean, in in, in the offseason when Ricardo Carvalho left, we were asked, like, well, who's going to pick up the slack? And, uh, I mean, we thought it was going to be, like, Tavoy Morgan, but Tavoy Morgan's been injured. But Dominic Francis has, like, stepped up and, and shown what he can do. Yeah. He's scored, let's see, eight goals against Rochester, two against Utica. And he right. played Rochester and Utica this week.
1: Right. Um,
0: all right, so
1: actually, all right, so my midfield player is uh, Christian Zeguro.
0: I've heard of him before. I've heard he's pretty good.
1: Yeah, he, he's a decent guy, yeah.
0: Uh um, no. Christian, Christian's girl from Utica. How can you go wrong with
1: that pick? The guy the guy's been absolutely on fire for Utica. He's been a great, great pickup for them. And you know, going into the season, we all wondered how the trade with Ubi was going to be. And I can I say it worked out really, really well for both teams.
0: Absolutely. But,
1: So, yeah, I I gotta go with because He's been playing out of his mind. So, for me, it was a no-brainer. Yeah, so now we'll move on to forwards. Go for it, buddy.
0: Okay. So, I stayed in the Eastern Conference for my forwards. Um, My first one's gonna be Andrew Hoxie. Um, Coming back to Rochester, it's gonna be an interesting game for Earth. No, they're not playing in Rochester, are they? Yes, they're playing in yeah, Rochester, are, absolutely. Yeah. So, it'll be a homecoming for Hoxie as he played for Rochester for, for a few years. Um, And yep. then he's just been, he's done really well in the past against Utica, um, especially in the playoffs. Hoxie was the main reason why Baltimore beat Utica in the second game and as well as the mini-game. So, he's played really well against Utica over the years over the year.
1: No, yeah, I, I agree.
0: Um, and then I, speaking of Utica, I took uh, Ricardo Diegas. Um, Diegas was week four player of the week after scoring four goals, one assist in Baltimore against the Blast. Um, and the last time they played Harrisburg, he scored two goals against the Heat as well. So I I think this is a good matchup
1: for Diegas, so I took him. No, yeah, I I agree with you. I think that you made some solid picks there. I think, you know, both of those guys have the potential to really make a mark in these games. And I think, you know, if I'm Baltimore, I think really... Hoxie has to be one of those guys that if they want to turn their season around, that's going to be one of the guys that really needs to step up and help this team turn it around because, I mean, he's proven year after year that he's capable of putting up really good numbers. And here we are looking at a Baltimore Blast team that's lost three in a row, and... I think if it's going to go the other way, Andrew has to make a big move.
0: Yep, yeah, I, I agree with you. All I agree with you.
1: So for my forwards, I took Jerger Gibson because I I, you know, I think is going to be one of those guys who is really going to have to start getting involved in Harrisburg. He's done reasonably well, but I don't think We've seen what Gerger can do fully in Harrisburg. And I think as the season goes on, you're going to see the Gerger that we saw in Kansas City. And I think you're going to see him on the stage sheet more and more. And hopefully it starts this week. Um, The other guy that I took was Leo Gibson. I mean, how can you go wrong with this guy? This guy scores week after week and puts points on the board. The guy can score from anywhere. He can set up people for goals. I mean, he's just all in all probably one of the most impressive forwards that we've seen in the sport. So,
0: yeah, I mean, the both, both solid picks. Gerger Gibson, um, I mean, I, I know him personally from his time here in Syracuse. And great, great target forward. And I know he's been um, riddled with an injury, um, but he's already told me he's going to be in Utica. So he's playing against Utica. Um, so it'll be good to see him, and I think he'll do really well against Utica as well.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think you will. Um, I just told you who my new flex player is, and I already forgot.
0: So You got uh, Vince McCluskey from Tacoma. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, here's the thing. Not only can the guy score goals, but we know that he's a shot-blocking machine. So, I mean, to me, okay. if... if if he can do well in the games that they have coming up, and he can register some blocks and maybe put a goal or an assist on the board, I think it's a solid pick for the flex player because, well, we saw what he did against a really, really potent San Diego offense.
0: Yep, you're you're absolutely right. Um, So, I kind of went close to home for you. Um, I took Max Ferdinand from Milwaukee. I mean, what a performance he had against Orlando. Yeah. Uh, Five assists. Maybe had a goal thrown in there. No, he didn't have a goal. He
1: had a couple goals.
0: Okay. So, I mean, but he had five assists. So, I, I mean, that's... I mean, he's reliable. I mean, Max Ferdinand is a guy that you can count on um, if you need some points, some goals, some assists. And I think think in order for Milwaukee to come out victorious, I think you're going to need to see a good game from Max Ferdinand.
1: Oh, no, yeah, I completely agree. I think I've said it from day one since these two guys came together, I think the Max and Ian Tandem is probably one of the best in the league, if not the best in the league. So, yeah, I I, I don't blame you at all for taking Max as your flex player. Now, who is your head coach? Because you said it might surprise me. Uh
0: I went Nick Pereira.
1: Wow. From Tacoma.
0: Yep, I, I think I think Tacoma is gonna come out two and this weekend. Um, it's they are road games which which can affect a team, especially the second game of a back to back, but I think Tacoma's the kind of team right now that can can win those two games. No, you know and again we we talked
1: about this before. I, I don't think the record Speaks to where Tacoma could be. And. I think you're starting to see. Performances that. Really show what Tacoma can do. But the question. That I've had for many many years. When it comes to Tacoma. Has always been. Okay you can put together performances. But when is it all going to come together. And. So far, that's been the same question this year. I mean, yeah, you had the win win over time, but, you know, you've lost to San Diego. You've lost games that, quite frankly, they should have won that game against San Diego. And, you know, I'm not taking away the fact that San Diego scored five goals in a row because... When you're a good team, that's what you're able to do. But at the same time, if I'm Tacoma, defensively, I just wasn't the same team that I was the second half, you know? And so for me, it, it becomes when is Tacoma going to put it all together? And, you know, hopefully Nick is onto to something good and... You do see Tacoma put those pieces together because they do have the talent there. It's just a matter of, again, when is it it all going to come together? Yeah. Um, Absolutely. uh, My head coach is, for me, it's a no brainer. I took Ryan Hall. I love the guy. I love, I hate to say this as a Milwaukee fan, but I am a really, really big fan of Utica. I have that on tape.
0: So, yeah, uh, if you go to, let's see, the one hour and 40, one hour 27 minute, I'll have it timestamped, so don't worry. Yeah, you no, know, I mean, I, I, you know, it's,
1: I, they're probably my second favorite team, to be honest with you. I, I love music. Do I want them to beat Milwaukee? No. <laughs> absolutely not but I like them as a team I love what Ryan Hall is doing there I think it continues going into this week so I had to take him.
0: I mean there's not yeah, me. I mean that's yeah Coach Hall has done great work in Utica and he, he <laughs> took over a, a Syracuse team uh, turned them around. Should have won Coach of the Year. Um, the final year Syracuse was there. Um, I mean, he was up for Coach of the Year this this past season. So I mean, yeah, he's he's one of the best coaches out there, and and I'm not just saying that as a Utica fan.
1: No, I know. Well, okay, so. Now, let's get into two topics that I really want to talk about, because I think one of them obviously is going to make my stomach turn a little bit, but the other one I found a little bit interesting. So let's start out with the story that's happening in Orlando. Now, yes, they got the win against Baltimore, but... You got to put an asterisk on that game because they had literally 325 people. And my question to you is is this kind of the writing on the wall
0: that happened with Orlando? I think so. I mean, it's nice what the five teams did. Uh, It's Tacoma, Kansas City, St. Louis, Milwaukee, and San Diego. They're all stepping in, and they're backing the Seawolves for the rest of the season. And that—and that's great. Hats off to all of those teams that are helping out. But I i think you're going to see a change coming next season. I don't think you're going to see Orlando.
1: No, it, you know, I, I made that point on uh, the MASL off the wall because somebody said to me when I posted the attendance I had made the comment I said that's the lowest number of attendance that I've seen in the 20 years that I've been following indoor soccer and I said I would not be surprised if we're seeing the beginning of the end of the Orlando Wolves. And if somebody made the comment to me, I would not be so sure. Well, maybe not, but I think that when you have an owner that just literally basically abandons you in the middle of the season, and basically says, I know I own you, but I don't care about you anymore, and... You have guys that are scrambling on different teams. I I don't think that it's far-fetched to say that Orlando is no more. Now, maybe someone in Orlando is going to step up and buy the Seawolves, but to me, there's so much work to do as far as what needs to be done to make them successful. Like I don't think I would even want to buy this
0: year. here's what I would do I would relocate the team back to Cedar Rapids and it would not surprise me if that happened next season wow I mean Cedar Rapids the, the reason why they moved to Orlando is because they thought they could get more attendance I mean yeah, Cedar Rapids wasn't, like, selling out games or whatever, but they're definitely getting more than 325 people in the season.
1: But, I mean, here's the thing. If you look at the last two games that they've had, if you combine the two attendance numbers, you're looking at roughly 750 people. Because the last one before this was, like, 425.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's funny. I, I was looking at the attendance numbers, like the averages, and I I would have thought Turlock would have, like, been out att- attendancing, uh Orlando, but Orlando is still beating Turlock. But... I, 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 mean, don't,
1: I don't think that's fair to compare, though, because... No,
0: it's not. It, it's absolutely not. Like I've said before, and I will stick to this, They need to start focusing on percent of the arena that you're in full. No, I agree with you. I agree with
1: you because technically if you're looking at that, 90% of the games in Trilox are Senna's.
0: Absolutely.
1: So, I mean, here's the thing. If If I'm the league who is supposedly backing the Orlando Seaborts by now. Do I go to them and say, We own you, we're gonna help you get this attendance number up, or do I say to them, look, if you don't get these attendance numbers up by next year, you're done. Because
0: Yeah, I I I I seriously think they're they're done regardless.
1: Here's the other thing I would do. Honestly, if they really want to play soccer somewhere, go to the end, two. If you really want to play, and you want to stay go to the end, two. Because I honestly think that, I mean, you know, people have said on off the wall. Well, if you knew what was going on behind the scenes, you wouldn't be trashing Orlando the way you are. First of all, I'm not trashing Orlando, but when, you, but, when, but when you have 325 people at a home game, and let's not forget, you're playing one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. You're playing the Baltimore Blast. That alone should give you more than 325
0: people. And let's not forget, either, they were giving out free tickets. Yeah,
1: that game was completely free.
0: So, I mean, one of the best teams in the league is playing in your arena. Your tickets are free, and yet you only get 325 There's something else wrong. Well,
1: let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this. Do you think that the reason the owner left is because he saw the numbers and he saw what they were doing and he was just like, it's not worth it anymore?
0: I mean, I I, I don't know what his reasoning would be behind that. I mean, he's the reason why they moved from Cedar Rapids to Orlando.
1: But you've said this all along, right? And I agree with you wholeheartedly why not go to Disney and say, hey, let's do something together. You know, let's help me promote this team. You know, have have Disney Sports promote this team. Do something. But let's be honest, this, this isn't just a Orlando problem, though, because if you look at Florida, their number from... The first game to the next game was significantly lower as well.
0: Yeah, and that and that kind of disappoints me as well, which is something completely different. Um I I think it's an Orlando thing. I'm gonna stick to my guns. I'm gonna say it's an Orlando thing. Um I really don't know how full their outdoor soccer team was. I mean, they have a team in the MLS. So how well are they doing? How come those 50,000 plus people aren't going to an indoor soccer Seawolves
1: game? I I think it, it's something to the effect that we have spoke to many, many times. And it goes back to just because you support the MLS doesn't mean that you're familiar with the major arena soccer league. Which means that your front office, which, by the way, I don't even know if they have a front office anymore, it, you know, it, it just means that that front office needs to do more marketing to bring up that marketability of the Seawolves. Because I've watched Orlando games and their attendance is, is pretty good, so... I mean, what is Orlando FC doing that the Seahawks are not doing? But let me, let me stick to the same state here, right? If you're a Florida fan or you're a Florida player or coach or member of the front office, if your team goes 6-0 and after they beat the Milwaukee Wave, which hopefully they don't, but if they do, and you see the attendance numbers dropping in, you start to get worried. Because I've heard people say, if I'm a player, I don't care about the attendance numbers. I care about winning a championship. Yeah, that's all well and good, but at the same time, the championship is great because you get the ring, you get the banner. But what good is all that stuff if you have nobody coming to your games to see and so, for me, you can look at it that way, but I look at it as, hey, listen, you know, if, if I'm a member of this business, I've like said it before, I'll say it again. The MASL is a business, and I'm seeing numbers go down instead of up. That's worrisome to me, especially if I'm 5-0 and oh, or 6-0. and oh.
0: Absolutely, I I agree with you. I mean, as as an owner, like, yeah, the record is great, but your attendance is, like, not where it could be. I mean, you've got so many talented players that came from all over the country to play in Florida. You've got an amazing team down there. Like... Well, they should be. They should have at least three thousand people at each game. And let me put
1: this in perspective, right? I'll say two things about this. Number one, there's a reason that the ownership put the team in Florida that they did. There's a reason that they went out inside 13 14 people. The reason is they want to win a championship. So, as you said, if I'm the owner and I see my top team who first in the, the conference and I see the, the numbers that I see as far as attendance. Yeah, I'm worried because you know what?